Play is such a diverse topic. Humans play, dolphins play, cats play, even non-animate objects like instruments play. But what is play and why is it important? Why do things play? What makes play fun? What makes play attractive? What if we didn't have play? Welcome to Playfully, the podcast where we'll chat with the most playful people I know and ask them about what they know about play. We'll talk about play in theater, play in the circus, play in children, musical play, my favorite, sensory play, and much more. We'll talk about the difference between happy play and mean play, and especially how play can be the thing that connects us. If you're looking for inspiration to play more, to connect more with family or friends, or with your favorite child, stay right here and you just may get some fresh ideas of how to play something new. I grew up on a farm in rural Illinois. While there were lots of people around me since I was, I had eight brothers and sisters and my parents, I often felt alone. My mama's babies learned to work as soon as they learned to hold a fork. Remember that saying, idle hands are the devil's playground? That was my parents' mantra for raising kids. And it's interesting because as many projects as we worked on growing up and as many times as we could turn to the sister next to us or the brother across from us for help to solve the problem, my relationships with that close family are often sadly limited. I think it's because they're so highly transactional. While we love each other because that's what family does, because the relationship was born out of work and no play, it's hard to sustain a meaningful connection, let alone an easy connection. And I think the way play brings joy, it also brings connection. So this is Play Fully, and I'm Emily Cordy Stroff. Today, I'm going to interview Corey Stewart Glaze. He is a singer and songwriter, father, neighbor, and friend, and oh, a marketing creative. <laughs> and a new employee of Worldwide Technology. Well employed, <laughs> fully employed as of about five minutes ago. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, Corey, I love. You and I wanted to do an interview with you because I think you have such a streak of playfulness and I, I love it just in general, but also in your music is really, mm-hmm. I've noticed it. Um, um, but also I think um, that you just do a really good job of having this easy connection and maintaining that with your friends and our friends. And I, I love that about you. I appreciate that. Mm. I appreciate that. So I appreciate you being here. Anytime, anytime. It was a long walk. It was a long trek. <laughs> it was a long trek. Around the park, around the street of Castleman. <laughs> so, Corey, would you say you're good at playing? Yes, I would say I'm excellent at playing. From playing sports in high school, growing up, 
to playing music. I technically don't play music. I can't play an instrument, but within music, they're still playing. I say that because you can play with different instrumentation through computer, but you can just also play around with your lyrics, play around with so many different things. And I think music is probably where I play the most, but I also have a one-year-old. So all day long is playing. So you, you have to make sure that you're her bodyguard, her wrestling teammate, her her person who's going to be on the ground wrestling around with herself. Playing for me is just, it comes in all different categories, I would say. Yeah. So music, and then just having a little one, that's, that's all you do is play at this point. Yeah, you know, I remember that one-year-old time when, you know, I just felt like I was constantly entertaining. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. You're always just entertaining yeah. someone who just wants to cry or hurt themselves. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like, I want to make sure that I'm playing with you so you're just, you're even, you're even killed. You're good. Mm. No crying, no tears. You're laughing. I think that's probably why I like playing most. It's just the laughter. You mm -hmm. get that so much with a one-year-old to where you they have that belly chuckle when just, <laughs> and there's it's so <laughs> cute and i think that's kind of what drives it it's just that playfulness of, mm -hmm. and you just want to make with your little one you just want to make sure it's light making sure that mm -hmm. you know it's okay to be serious but okay you're one years old you don't have much to be serious about now <laughs> so just keeping that light with her and just you know making sure that she's good mm -hmm. yay good yes is there someone in your past that you learned to play from or who you think of when you think of playing yes i would say for me i learned to play from my grandfather Aww. leo glaze i grew up my grandparents and so at a young age i'm like i had old soul so i me and him used to do everything together so from teaching me he was the first person he bought me my first baseball mitt when I was five years old. Mm -hmm. And he was standing on the porch and he would toss me the ball and I stand down and catch it every day. So we had this connection over baseball mm -hmm. and that's like how we play. But I think what he kind of taught me was, you know, how you play. It's just, it's also, it gets deeper into like right and wrong because it's like, you know, you have to be the person that is you know when you play you have to be fair you have to be a person that people want to connect with and i think playing goes outside of just playing with them into the real world it makes it 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 crosses borders and lines it's like what you learn when you play it teaches you so many different things so oh, yeah. think about like basketball growing up teaches you how to be a good teammate how to work within a team how to hold your emotions in check mm -hmm. when things aren't going your way. So I think playing, mm -hmm. kind of, you just learn so much from playing. And I think for me, when I think about it, it kind of resonates back to my grandfather and just kind of those stories that he taught me. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where it sparks. Yeah, you know, it's funny. When I talked to Zynga, mm -hmm. she also talked about that, what you learn during play. It's that it's That's where I feel. And I think for kids, it's fun. Because you're playing, so you don't look at it as just hard or work. Mm -hmm. But you look at those moments, you look back at those moments and think about what did I learn during those? I think that's the greatest part about being mm -hmm. about playing is you get so much 
out of being playful. Yeah. Well, and the research really shows that <clears throat> we learn more whenever we are happy mm-hmm. or there's a joy experience with mm-hmm. it. And that's why I think, you know, from an early age, that's kind of what you need to get your kids or children access to mm-hmm. is playing and being out. Like, that's why for me, I like growing up outside. You know, you learn so much about just the world through play. Do you think that play can happen or has to only happen with others? Or do you think no. there's a possibility to play with yourself? Oh, for sure. You can, well, you learn independence. You like learn how to be independent. Like when I grew up, my grandparents, I didn't have, well, I have two brothers, but they didn't live with us. So. Right, you were the younger. Yeah, so yeah. you're wrestling a pillow for <laughs> two hours, yes. and you just learn to be independent. So play also teaches you how to work with a team, but it also teaches you how to be independent. Yeah. Did you have one of those parachute men that you could, like, you could wrap up? I think of this kind of I played by myself. I, You know, they... They were kind of heavy, and they had like a, a little parachute that they, you could wrap it up, and then you threw it up. And oh, they and they would come down. Yeah, yeah. For sure, there was a lot of that flying, riding bikes. Fly. I was mm. amazing at flying kites. Flying, okay. That was, well, flying bikes too, but I was amazing at flying kites because that's that's one thing you can do by yourself. Yeah. If you run, let it go. Kind of roll it in and just learn to fly. So it's it's so many things that you can learn from playing by yourself. Well, then you have to learn how to like untangle it from the tree mm-hmm. by yourself. That's when you call somebody. <laughs> you call grandpa and say, "Hey, can you please help me here?" Yeah. Cause I need a little bit of help now. Yeah, yeah. And then you come. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, just cut it. He's a tall man, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Um. Have you ever had a period where you played too hard? Yes. I would say yes. And I would equate this in a sense of not doing my work. I would say college. I say college because there's many things you can get into as a college. And you can play too hard and not focus on the right thing. So I remember my freshman year, that was the lowest, no, yeah, freshman year, it was the lowest GPA I ever had. And it was like a 2.25, but I just played too much. And you just got to realize it's like there's a time and place for everything. And you got to learn how to hold yourself accountable to that. Mm. So that's what I would say. I feel like you're telling my story right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's true, though. It's like in college, it's your first time being on your own. Yeah, that'll And you want to play too hard or too often and not realize that there's still things you're accountable for and you're here to do. You're here for a reason to do a job. Mm-hmm. And you have to make sure it's great to play, but make sure everything else is in check first. Yeah. Was that a hard lesson for you? Oh, for sure. It was absolutely tough because you think about it, that goes in your transcript. Like, that's not just an easy thing to glance over, but now you have to work a little bit harder in your later years in college where you should be. In your earlier years, you should work hard so you can coast a little bit at the end, but now 
you have to do that. So there are ramifications for your actions. Right. And um, playing is great, but again, it's a time and a place mm-hmm. for it. Intramurals, you played a lot. Oh, intramurals, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I. I walked on the basketball team for one semester. Then I realized I wasn't going to the NBA. And I'm like, "Mm, okay, this is over. Okay. So you had to like work out and stuff. Yeah, and I was like, I'm not, no. (laughs) No, I'm not here for this. No. I'm not going to any kind of league. But then playing intramurals is great because you're you're playing sports with your best friends, your college buddies, your fraternity brothers. So it's... Again, bonding. Mm-hmm. Stakes are lower mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for playing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. What? What do you think is the thing that makes play so great for connecting? I mean, we kind of already talked about mm-hmm. that joyfulness, mm-hmm. or you know, whatever mm-hmm. that kind of sticks with you, but. Do you have any other ideas about like what it is? Well, you get the joy from it, but I think when you look back from like when you look back at playing as a younger child, it's nostalgia. Mm-hmm. It's just certain things you remember. Like I remember playing with my friends. Like we used to ride bikes from dusk to dawn. Mm-hmm. Like I mean. We would leave at 7.30 in the morning and come back at 7.30 at night. So it's just these moments you think back about. And you think all these memories that came from playing. And I think that's the biggest thing as you get older. You know, it's it's crazy because when you're older, you don't think of play. You think of play differently. Yeah. You think of play differently. And I think back then it was just so easy it was so natural and i think that's kind of what i miss about it it's yeah. just the easy going the going easy goingness of it and just enjoying every moment of it yeah like when you're when we used to go play basketball that's all you thought about you had mm-hmm. you just all you thought about you just captured in this moment and i feel like once you become adult, you're just always thinking about what's the next thing. And then you were just in the moment, which I just, it just brings back the nostalgia and memories for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It makes me think that there is uh, something about the experimental factor, mm-hmm. the way that, you know, just being able to explore and experiment with people mm-hmm. Um, who are in a mindset of like just exploring and experimenting mm-hmm. so different from like whenever you're going to work you're mm-hmm. you know at your desk and you are answering emails or you're at a meeting I mean like there's no exploring and experimenting in my personal right. experience mm-hmm. of work at all even when I worked with, you know, I work in pediatrics. Right. There's not much of that. Right. They'll be adults. We're not doing that. But I also think about, like, you know, when you have an interview and people are like, are you, have you managed people? Yes, you manage your friends growing up. Like, think about it. You had to manage all these different personalities when you're playing. Like, 
I knew that how one of my friends, Johnny, reacted to something that was different from my friend Lance or Kelvin would react. Mm-hmm. So just thinking about, I think it, it all comes back to these small learnings as a child that you don't think about at the time, but they they teach you so much over time. Yeah. And that's kind of where I think, and it all started through play or joy or fun. And yeah. it just... Now it's like teaching life lessons. Like who knew? <laughs> who knew this? Like you didn't know this will happen, and you know that's like I tried, I tell to like younger kids now. It's just like enjoy yourself, play, have fun, mm-hmm. and you'll look back and look at the lessons that that has taught you. Mm-hmm. There's so much to learn. Mm-hmm. So you had sort of talked about like that play as an adult and play as a child look different. And I think so too. I think of, uh, you know, I mean, play as an adult is, um, you know, you have to like plan the time Mm -hmm. so often. I mean, it's great whenever you find yourself playing all Mm -hmm. of a sudden, you know, with a friend Mm -hmm. or with a colleague even, or Mm -hmm. just a neighbor, you know, but it often is not um, as spontaneous as that, mm-hmm. and hurts a little bit more. The volleyball and the oh, cul de sac yeah. <laughs> hurts a little bit more than when I was 14, 13. Yeah, knees creak, but yeah, it is true. It's like it's not as spontaneous, it's not as just on the whim. You have to plan it out. I'm like, oh, I need someone to watch Lena, I need to do this, so it's not. It's fun, but it's just not as carefree. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where it is. It's like when you're younger, you're just so carefree. Yeah. You just, nothing matters except what's going on in that moment. And now you just have to plan it. And yeah. everything just, it feels scripted sometimes. You yes. know? It feels scripted to where, yes. and for me, I like to be spontaneous, but sometimes you don't get that yeah. now, which I'm okay with, but. You know, you want to go back there. It'll get better. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I hear. Has a That's one what year I hear. Also. That's what I hear. One year old, so. Oh, yeah. um, but how would you say playing is different now from your childhood to now? Well, <clears throat> thank you for that. Yes. <laughs> We're turning the tables. Yes. I think that I mean, definitely there's a time factor. And I would say that um, for me, I, like I said, was alone a lot. Mm -hmm. You felt alone a lot. And um, playing with a lot of people is not something I did very Mm -hmm. much of. Um, And, you know, I played sports and stuff like that. Um, two, I played volleyball and um, cheerleaded for a mm-hmm. brief second. <laughs> Wasn't very good at mm-hmm. it. And um, did gymnastics and stuff like that. But I think, um, yeah, there's a flow about it mm-hmm. that um, I think I, I don't get to very easily, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and I think there's something about time, but I think there's something else that happens that might, you know, 
I'm thinking whenever you become like pre-adolescent or mm-hmm. adolescence, there's um, there's all this social peer pressure mm-hmm. that kind of molds the way we think of play. Mm-hmm. I feel like in like um, you know, I mean, I think I think of um, my sister one time. She said to me, and she was maybe eight or nine. Mm-hmm. And um, I have I have three sisters actually, but um, so it was it was my younger sister and I, and we wanted to play, um, and um, so we were asking her, and she said, "I'm too old to play," <laughs> you know, and I was like, mm-hmm. "What was that? Mm-hmm. Like, do you ever do you think you actually are ever too old no. to play?" No. Absolutely not. Yeah. And I probably, I would assume that you've seen, like, the same with thing as a, like, being from a young age to now that play is different. Not just her with her friends, but also with you and Zynga. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we, I mean, she and I have talked about how it's like, you know, she's on the brink of being an adult, Mm -hmm. and so... You know, she has this access to her childhood memories of play, which are really vibrant. And she, but, you know, she does notice that, you know, she doesn't play. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it doesn't happen as much. Mm-hmm. Or there's, there's like a, I don't know, there's like a, a self um, insecurity or something mm-hmm. about it. I mean, even as I'm doing this podcast, yeah, <laughs> sure. Pretty, it like I feel kind of insecure about. Um, oh my God, this out, but kind of insecure about doing this because it is like, so like, mm-hmm. there's no money in this. Mm-hmm. There's no, you know. I'm just interested in doing it. Doing it. So like, and I have the time. And I think that's what happens, like when you're a kid. You're maybe you're just secure because you don't know what insecurity is. Yeah. Oh. I know. Yeah. 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 Because you just don't um, you just don't know, so you're just there in the moment, and you don't care. But as, as you grow up, you learn from others how other people think or what they mm-hmm. think about you, and it affects how you feel. Yeah. Yeah. I know, and then you have to relearn, like, oh. Maybe it doesn't matter what other people mm-hmm. think. Mm-hmm. It, it's so, it's an interesting thing in development. And I don't know, um, I mean, I don't think you can live without it. No. I think you have to go through the period where you kind of care about what you uh, think. For, for sure. I'm just thinking out loud here. Yes, but the <laughs> older you get, I feel like that has, the more you care less about what people think, the happier you are. Yeah. That's... And really, the more like people likable you are. I know. <laughs> no, seriously. I know. I, that's what people I respect who don't care, who just beat to their own drum. And it doesn't matter what everyone else thinks about them from the outside. As long as they're comfortable and they're secure. Uh-huh. Totally right. Yeah. Um, all right. So now that you get to think about your new job, I was just yes. gonna say, can you play in your line of work? Yes, um, that's why I love marketing. 
Because marketing isn't black and white. Mm-hmm. It's gray. And I like playing in the gray area. It's mm-hmm. nothing is yes or no or finite. It's all what do you think is the best thing? What do you think others will like? And that's why it's great because I try to put yourself in the mind of other people and what will they like. So you're playing this game with yourself to say, it's maybe not for me, but what will they like? Mm. So that's why I love marketing is because there's so many opportunities within it to do just so many things and nothing is definite the right answer. Mm -hmm. There's definitely the wrong answer. Mm -hmm. But it's, you get to play around with these different ideas, options, these, it's abstract. It's abstract, and that's really what I love about it. It's just mm-hmm. abstract thinking, and how do you bring that to life? So I would say, and just being naturally creative, that's kind of where my head goes, is something that doesn't have an answer. That's why, for me, I wasn't too much a fan of math, because math, you have to have an answer. Yes. But reading, you can think about what did you take from it. So that's kind of how I learned into marketing. It's like, okay, there's no definite right answer. You get to make the best call of what you think it is. There's so much empathy there, too. Mm-hmm. Like, you really have to kind of be able to put your head into someone else's mm-hmm mind and not even just like what they would think about how they react yeah like oh interesting yeah how would people react to something because there's you know plenty of times marketing campaigns go off the rails and awfully bad but you just have to it's empathy of how you how this could come off and a degrading weight to a certain group or so so you get you have to keep that in mind so it's like you're being the judge of what's going on while making it. Mm-hmm. So you have to keep that in mind. It's like these stop gates saying, okay, this is a great idea. How would it affect this? How would it affect this? But you're right. There's a lot of empathy that comes with it. I never thought about that. There's a... Yeah. Well, then I was thinking, you know, we just talked about how um, it's nice to be on this. On, I don't know. To have um, the wisdom of being For older sure. and mm-hmm. not having to worry about what people think mm-hmm. as much, you know, mm-hmm. and it helps us play. But I was just thinking as a marketing uh, marketer, just say marketer as a marketer, okay, creative marketing, marketing, whatever. Okay, you kind of are thrust into that world a lot, where you yes. have to like care what people like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a, you. That's a very good point. I didn't think about it. It's like how I distinguish it is that I distinguish work from. So I'm a person who can just dis, dis, discern the artist from the art, the mm-hmm. art from the artist. So if they don't like something, I don't take that personal. But there are people in the lines of marketing who take that very personal. It's like, oh, this worked. We did research and this didn't work. Maybe it just wasn't the right time. Yeah. Or maybe it didn't come in the right form factor. Or maybe it was something different. Yeah. So, yes, that is true. But you you do have to care to some point what people think. 
but you can't take it personally. It's kind of where my head's at. Right, and you can separate that from... Oh, for sure. The rest of your life. Oh, my... Yes. So you don't take your work home. And... Physically, yes, because I'm hybrid, but not in the sense of in my mind. When I, right? I'm off, I'm off. That's good. Well, Corey, the last question I have for okay. you is, is there anyone you have known to be really good at playing that I should bring on the pod? Yes. Robert Davis. You said Robert Davis. Robert Davis. And then in like three years, Lena <laughs> you should bring her I can't on. wait till she starts talking. Yes. Um, actually... I lied. That's not the last question. The what? last question is, yes. is there something you like to play when you're waiting in long lines at the DMV or at the airport that's not, like, on the screen? Yes, music. Ah. Play music. It's my yes. escape. Yes. Like it's, it's my escape away from... The, music can literally take you from... You can be in line at DMV but on a beach in your mind. Uh, so that's why I love music because playing music, listening to music, writing music is a way, it's a creative outlet to just not think about sometimes the reality uh-huh. and you can get into your own world and that's why it, it actually goes back to marketing. It's like you become nothing's finite. It's like you can make it whatever you think it is and so that's why I enjoy music and that's of all kinds. So, again, I lied. Yeah. Are you, I'm just so curious. Yes. So how, how do you start a song? How do you write? Oh. Are you always writing? In your always life? writing. Are and you? I don't write anything down. What? I don't write any music down. We don't write on in any lyrics that I've ever written. Well, that's a lie. I have written music now, but I don't do it now. Do you always know the tune? See, I've, I've lost... Hundreds of melodies. Uh, hundreds. I, uh, I leave voice notes now. Uh, I leave voice notes, which mm-hmm. is good. But I just listened to an instrumental, looped it probably a hundred times. And every time you just kind of start spitfiring the freestyling words. Mm-hmm. And then it just comes together and you just keep recording, keep recording, keep thinking, keep thinking, keep thinking. Yeah. So nothing I do is written down. Wait, you listen to instrumental mm-hmm. music, mm-hmm. and then like I'll have the my... words come to you. Yeah, huh? The words will come to you. So that's and, beautiful. And now, so how I do it is I listen to instrumental, and then I just freestyle a melody. and like you just freestyle the melody. Then once you like the melody, you find what your theme gonna be. So you find your theme and say, okay, I want to stick to this. And then you just start going line by line and say, what does this need to be? If the, if this the beginning, this the end uh-huh. of a verse, what do I need to stick here and here to make that work? And that's kind of how I've always just done it. Hmm. It's a very interesting process. I don't think it's normal. Yeah. I, I don't think it's normal, but I do my best writing in the car. Yes. Like listening to music in a car, so you can't write down. Uh-huh, so it's almost right. you're forced to do this this new way. Mm-hmm. My writing partner doesn't like it because he's just like, "What if you happen to forget?" 
<laughs> right. Does he do the music? He does most of the music, yes. Uh-huh. But then we get together and tweak it. Yeah. So cool. it's a interesting process, but I've grown to love it. Ten years now. Oh, okay. Ten years writing together. Wow. I might try that process. You should. You should. I feel like what music is to me, podcasting could be to you. <laughs> Seriously. It's an outlet to talk about things. Yeah, yeah. It's an outlet to talk about things. I I love it. I mean, I already love it because it does, like, when people hear about it, they're like, oh, that's cool. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, you know, it's also like, I love, like I said, you know, group stuff I always kind of get lost in. Something about my auditory processing, I think, Mm -hmm. or, you know, something I always get lost But, um, but one-on-one, I I just, I don't know, I could do it all day. Mm It's so fun to me. So, podcasting. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It's Emily. I'm so excited to drop this generous little extra morsel here from Corey. His song, Girl Dad, is such a fun way of connecting to his then unborn daughter It gave me goosebumps. Take a listen and see what you think. Now, I want you to get out there and play. Let's build a world that's a little lighter, a little less harsh, and a little more connected. Let's build the world we want to have. And don't forget to follow Playfully on Spotify or wherever you're listening right now. Our episodes come out on Wednesday every week so you can get inspired to play right over that hump through the rest of the week. I'd love to know what you think, so please leave me a comment. And take care, everybody. It's like I'm in love already. Just the thought of you makes my heart sing. Ain't no time to get ready. She's coming no matter what we think. It's my job to protect, make sure guys show respect. And make sure that you never forget your love But I haven't met you yet I wrote something like this for the days you're feeling down Just so you know that you're dancing around Baby, I'm always here, call me and I'll be there anytime I wrote something like this to admit I must confess Don't know what I'm doing, we'll try my best, I hope Try the world, man. I can't wait to be a girl dad. Oh, I can't wait to be a girl dad. It's like I'm a pro already. Watching YouTube to learn how to break. Never thought my first would be a little girl. Racking my brain to come up with a new name. I hope you look just like your mama's spitting image. Strong, confident, and independent. Yeah, we still haven't been. I wrote something like this for the days you're feeling down. Just so you know that you're dancing around. Baby, I'm always here. Recall me and I'll be there anytime. I wrote something like this to admit I must confess. Don't know what I'm doing. We'll try my best. I hope.
this lame, I'm not too manly, we can play dress up, and I'm here to teach you, girl, when you mess up, paint my toenails, practice your makeup, my mom says, no, I'll be the one, let you stay up, I'm not in a hurry to see you grow bigger, and I'm already wrapped around your